back to Jesus today, the spirit-filled life. I'm excited that you're here to join me again. Once again, I would like to encourage you to just stop the episode and just take a moment and pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I'm really just the vessel of the Holy Spirit and um, the words that I speak, they could impact you, but it's really God who speaks to each one of us. I'm just, you know, trying to hear what the Holy Spirit has for me to say and trying to be a vessel for Him. So I just want to encourage you to quickly take a minute, just pray, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and then um, press play again. Um, So I'll just get started with prayer then. Dear Father, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for each and every day. You give me the opportunity to live this life for you, to take every single day and just ask you what it is that you want me to do and to not take any of those days for granted, but to really live each and every single day for you and to be mindful of you throughout every single day. So, Lord, I just pray that right now that you would use me as a vessel, that the words that I speak would be used of you to impact those people that are listening. Father, I pray that you would just help me to hear you speaking to me and hear, for me to be able to hear the things that you would have me say. Lord, I just thank you so much for um, giving me the opportunity to share this way to be used of you, Lord, as a vessel for um, your kingdom, Father, and I just pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So, um, I don't know, something that just really has been on my mind lately is just being present, like so many of us are so focused on the next thing that we forget to be in the moment, that we forget to be where we are, that we're focused on tomorrow or the next day or six months from now. And really planning is not a bad thing. Having plans and making plans with friends and making plans with family, all those things are good. But are we missing out on the opportunities that the Lord wants us to take advantage of in this day? Because there's never, there's never going to be another day like today. There's never going to be another today. Once tomorrow comes, today is over. And you had that one opportunity to do what the Lord wanted you to do in that day. And I think sometimes that's hard for us to get behind because we're concerned that, you know, we need to check off this list or we need to do all of these things. We need to make sure that we're fulfilling our checklist or we need to make sure that we're doing everything that we could possibly be doing for the Lord every single day. And I think that we're really missing the point that it's not, it's not about all the things that you do. 
you know, and and sometimes there are going to be days where you don't pick up your Bible, you don't read five chapters of the Bible, you don't read a whole book of the Bible, and you don't pray for five hours, you don't do those things that are strictly, like, those things that are kind of identifiable or even placed on Christians as things that we have to do every single day in order to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But I think the Lord is really calling us all into a relationship with Him. And if any of you have a relationship with people, every single day it's different. Every single day it's different. When you're when your family member comes home, like if you're, I don't, I don't know each of your situations, but if you're married and your spouse comes home from work, they're not going to have the same work day every single day. You know, they, they might, it might not change a whole lot from day to day, but if you ask them how their day went, I'm sure that there are things that happened today that didn't happen yesterday. And that question is still worth asking. And I think sometimes we put so much, um, we just put so much on our relationship with God. And we, we make this, our relationship with God into a task list, a, a list of things that we have to do in order to be right with God, in order to be good with God. But I think that God is just calling us into a relationship that he wants every single day to just be new, to be exciting, to be fresh, to just say, God, what do you want to do today? Like, what, how do you want me to live today? Because today is a new day. Like, I know that you want to do new things with me today. But sometimes we get so caught up in the past or we get so caught up with what other people say our relationship with God is supposed to look like that we're trying to put God into this box and say, God, you have to respond this way to me. You have to respond this way. When God is saying, no, I I want to have a relationship with you. I want... I want to be in a relationship with you as an individual. And I think that's where things like comparison come in and they just destroy that unique relationship we have with the Lord. There's never going to be another person like you. God wants to have a specific individualistic and special, unique relationship with the person that is you. And you may have the exact same name as someone else. You may look exactly like someone else, you know? But God created you to be a unique person. He would not have put in all the work to give you a fingerprint that looks so unique. Literally, no one has the same fingerprint as you. 
he wouldn't have put in all the work for that if he didn't have a reason for that. There's a reason why God created us all so differently. It's because he wants to have that special, unique relationship with each one of us. And he gave us dreams. He gave us desires because he wants to he wants to have a relationship with an individual he doesn't he doesn't want to have a relationship with a robot he doesn't want to have a relationship with someone who's just like someone else if he wanted a relationship with someone who was just like you you know like he would have created us all the same If he didn't care, if that wasn't important to him, but he spent the time to make you who you were because he wanted to have that relationship with you. He wanted, he wanted to, to have this amazing adventure with you called life. But I think we get so focused on what other people have or what other people are doing or other people's dreams or other people's lives or what other people have or don't have all these different things about other people that we forget who God created us to be and we forget that the whole point was to have this relationship with God where where we get to know a God who who created us so specifically for something to do something that no one else could do there there's never going to be another person who lives on this planet that has the specific life that God planned for you to live. But he's given us freedom. He's given us free will. And he's done that because he doesn't want he's not he doesn't want to force you into this relationship with him. I mean, I I feel like I've said this before like Can you imagine being in a relationship with someone where they're like, you have to be in this relationship with me. You don't get a choice. You don't get to choose who you want to be with. You have to be with this person. And I feel like in some ways, like, betrothals kind of feel that way at times. Like, but at the same time, I feel like there is somewhat of a choice But at the same time, like, God, he gave us this freedom to choose him. Because that's what he's wanted all along. He he wants us to... He wants us to want him. To desire him. And I feel like, like, it's almost as if he created us with the same desires, the same wants that he had. That desire for relationship, that desire to be wanted, 
that desire to be known by someone. Like, think about our God. Like, He wants to be known. He wants us to seek Him. He wants us to desire to know Him. He wants us to want Him. To want to be in a relationship with Him. To love Him. Just like we want the same thing from people. We want to be known by people. We want to be sought out by people. We want to be loved by people. And not because they're obligated to do that or they have to do it, but because they choose to do it. Because they see value in who we are as a person. And God wants the same thing. He wants us to see that He's worth loving. He wants us to see, and He wants us to not only see that He's worth loving, that He's worth knowing, that He's worth running after, chasing after, but once we see all those things, like like in a friendship with someone, like how many, have you ever, have you ever been in a place, like recently I was at church, and um, not recently, it was actually a couple of months ago, but like there was this person at church, and I was just like, man, she's like such a cool person. I would love to get to know her and to be her friend because there's just something about her that I'm like, wow, like I would love to get to know that person. And I think then you, you know, you, you approach that person and you're like, hey, want to go hang out sometime and get to know each other and become friends? Because I think that your friendship would add value to my life. And I think that God really wants the same thing. And like God, he reveals himself to people. He shows us who he is. You know, like he shows us his character or an aspect of his character. And he shows us his love. And like we we see him for the first time like remember your salvation experience how like there was just something about Jesus and what he did for you that was so like captivating you know and you were just like I have to believe in this person even though I don't really know them at all I have to believe in them because of what he's done. Like we're just blown away by by what he's done and and if someone were to to give up something so valuable like their life for you. And I mean like to give up something like that you would want to know more about them. You know, and and that's kind of a weird, a weird um, example because people, you know, Jesus being raised again from the dead, we can get to know him. Whereas like if someone were to give up their life for you. Anyway, there's something about Jesus 
when we learn of the sacrifice that he's made for us, we want to get to know him more. Because of the love that he's poured out for us. That he just loves us so much that he would be willing to give up everything for us. And that just drives us and gives us this desire to know him, to love him. Because how could you not love a person who loves you that much? You know, like, and I know that a lot of us struggle with love that we don't even really understand what it looks like to be loved or what it feels like to be loved, you know, because of broken homes and broken families. But that is the truest form of love is when someone lays down their life for another person is love, just unconditional love, especially giving your life like Jesus did for people who 100% didn't deserve anyone to die for them. None of us do. We, I mean, speaking for myself, I'm I'm not a good person in in any sense of the word. You know, like, I am so messed up. And yet, Jesus died for me? Jesus gave up everything for me? Because he loved me? That God gave his only son because he loved the world? You know, just... There's something about that kind of love that just grabs us. And I think that it's it's something that we find ourselves chasing after, wanting, desiring. you today to to just spend more time with the Lord you know and and put put aside all those checklists put aside your reading list you know like if the Lord wants you to do that and that's why you're doing it you know you can continue doing that but like sometimes we just have to stop doing so many things and just sit in the presence of God and acknowledge God and just spend time being still before Him and just knowing Him. You know? Like, I don't know about you, but there, like, there are some friendships where You just sit in silence with each other and there's just something about it that it's like all the words that we could say to each other don't seem 
worth saying that just being in someone's presence is enough sometimes. And I I just know like God God just values that. We just come before him and we just sit in his presence with just an attitude of desiring to be with him it means so much to him and i don't i don't think that we do that enough we don't we don't just spend time with god in silence because there's just something about being quiet that just makes us feel so uncomfortable we just always have to fill our lives with noise all the time and someone said recently like you know are you willing to wait in the presence of god for the noise you know like are you willing to wait in the silence for the noise to come and i think we're just so quick and just so ready and we just desire so badly for something, for some kind of emotional experience or for God to just speak, that we're not willing to wait on God. We're not willing to wait for the still small voice. And it reminds me of the story of, it's either, it's either Elijah or Elijah. I think it's Elijah in the cave, you know, when when there was the, I, the the great wind and the fire and all these different things going on and it was so loud and God wasn't in those things. But like, what if Elijah was like, oh, God must be in this, you know, and ran after the wind or ran after the tornado or ran after the fire and he missed God in the still small voice because he wasn't willing to wait for God to show up. But there, like, there's just something about waiting. You know, that God really values waiting. Really values waiting. Because there is so much growth that takes place in us when we're willing to just wait on the Lord. And I feel like there's so many promises in the Word of God that have to do with waiting. That as we wait upon the Lord, He does so much with that. But are we willing to be uncomfortable? in the waiting you know and and it kind of reminds me of the disciples and the three days that Jesus was in the grave can you imagine how uncomfortable that was for them like can you imagine how difficult that was and how confusing that period of time was but you know once the waiting was done, I, I'm sure that they, you know, like, I guess that wasn't, it's not a great example, because I'm sure they didn't know what to do 
when Jesus died, like, that was the Messiah, like, what now? Um, but then you also have, um, like, them waiting for the Holy Spirit. They had to wait 50 days for the Holy Spirit to come. And in that time, like, how many of them were like, you know, this seems pointless. Like, what are we doing? Like, when, when is this gonna happen? When is God gonna move? When is God gonna do something? Like, did those thoughts enter their mind? And, I mean, as, I mean, in the times that I've had to wait on the Lord, like, those thoughts have definitely entered my mind. Like, God, when are you, when are you gonna do what you said you were gonna do? When are you gonna come through on these promises that you've made? And like, but but there's that time of waiting where it's just the pressure is we're being pressed upon, and we're we're being put through the fire, or walking on the water, like all of these different things where there's trial, like, we are just becoming more like the Lord in those experiences. And God is working in that. And there's, there's so much value in it, but I, we get so caught up in the end result, or the finish line, or what's at the end, that we forget that really, honestly, God cares more about the waiting than about the end result. You know, he cares more about the growth and and the change and the transformation that takes place as we're running the race than when we reach the finish line. And I think that it's just like he continues to line up these different marathons for us to race all the time that it's a never-ending journey of just growth and it it's you know at times I feel like we wish that it wasn't that way we wish that we could have instant gratification that we could instantly have whatever God promises but there are so many things that develop in the waiting process that I feel like are worth more than getting the promise sometimes. And I I don't want us to devalue the promise or think that the promise isn't good enough or that the promise isn't worth waiting for or hoping in, but it's, we should find just as much value in the waiting in the endurance, in the growth that is taking place, in the transformation that's taking place, in the journey to the promise. You know, like, and and really taking the time to say, God, I want to find value in both things. I want to find value in the waiting and value in the receiving of the promise and trust you in both places and and be present with you there like i don't want to miss what you're doing here in the moment
like even though I wish that I could have what you promised me I'm also I want what you're giving to me currently in the process of waiting I want patience I want joy I want more love I want endurance you know like and and the promise in James when we endure is to be lacking in nothing like I want that but if if I try to skip the process not only does that potentially prolong the process but it also like I I miss out I miss out on all the things that God wants to give me and all the things that God wants to do God God has so many things planned for these times of waiting that if I try to skip the waiting I miss out on all those things that he wants to give me in the waiting because we're we think that the promise is so much greater than anything we could receive during the waiting but I think that there's value in both and I think that we should value both and I I feel like this um, this episode has gone in so many different directions but I I just know that the Lord He wants us to find value in his relationship. The relationship that he has with us individually. He wants us to value that and not take it for granted. And not waste a single day just going about our day and not acknowledging it. to have a relationship with us. He wants to be known. He wants us to see him. To desire to have that relationship with him. To love him. encouraged by this episode I hope that you also were encouraged by this episode in even a small way I pray that the Lord is with you this week and is reminding you of just his goodness and his faithfulness and I just pray that you spend more time with the Lord this week and that you take those moments to wait on the Lord and really seek him. And maybe not not for specific answers, but just to know him. Just to know a little bit more about him. And to 
look for that relationship with him. Thank you so much for listening. I am going to be um, posting in the description a link to my Facebook page if you'd like to get in contact with me, and then also a link to my blog and email if you'd like to contact me those ways or read my blog. Um, thank you so much again for joining me.